Today, the scripture reading is going to be from Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Well, good morning. My name is Robert Mercer, and I'm on the pastoral team here at Asbury and serve with such great people like Maggie Dunaway, who's going to be leading us in communion, and Michael Bowman and our senior pastor, Mike Holly. We welcome you to Asbury. We want to know you're here on the end of each row. You'll find a notebook if you'll just take it and let us know you're here, uh, either by putting your name in there or the QR code. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Home Alone is, is one of my favorite Christmas music movies uh, because of, of this side thread with, with Kevin and old man Marley. And, and every time I watch it, the line gets me. You can be too old for a lot of things, but you're never too old to be afraid. You know, during this Advent season, we're talking about making room for the Christ child, making room for, for Jesus in our lives so that we can be a part of what he's doing in the world. Last week, we talked about how to make room, we need to change our expectations, and, and today we're going to explore how making room means changing our plans. Uh, one of the biggest things that keeps us from making room for Jesus is fear. <laughs> the what-ifs of life get in our head and keep us from becoming who God wants us to be. Remember what Marley said to Kevin in this clip when he's asked why he doesn't reach out to his son. And he says, what if he won't talk to me? How many years has the what if monster kept you from doing some really cool things? You know, we don't ordinarily talk about fear in, in Christmas together, yet throughout the uh, birth of Christ stories, fear abounds. Last week when we talked about Zechariah, the angel said, fear not. Uh, in our scripture reading today, the angel says, fear not. Next week we're talking about Mary who they tell her to fear not. And, and even Herod is afraid of this baby that's going to be born. On a human level, uh, we get that, don't we? I mean, the birth of a child is a frightening thing. I can remember how I felt when I found out I was going to be a father. I was equally excited and terrified 
all at the same time. I remember thinking, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, no. <laughs> what if I'm a terrible dad? Joseph is a bit bewildered at the news of Mary's pregnancy. Joseph finds himself in a pretty precarious position. He, he's involved in Mary's pregnancy, but, but, but not in the typical way. Legally, the baby is his, but he's not the father. He is betrothed to Mary, yet they're not married. It's in situations like these that we can understand why Joseph is up all night long asking, what if? What if I tell everyone in town what has happened are they going to force me to hurt Mary? What if I dismiss, dismiss her quietly? Maybe then my name will be kept clean. I imagine Joseph is lying in bed wondering where it all went wrong. Life wasn't supposed to be this way. Joseph was a good man. He had picked a wife that he thought would help his family to thrive. Now everything is a disaster. How can he escape the incredible shame of his situation while at the same time doing right by Mary? It is into this nightmare that a messenger of God comes to speak a word of grace to Joseph a word of peace and says, do not be afraid. While Joseph dreams, the angel explains that the child that Mary carries is no ordinary child. The child is Emmanuel, God with us. Now, the what ifs of Mary and Joseph's predicament, relationship, doesn't go away. However, God is with them in the moment. God is sending a savior into the world. The child will be a sign that God is making all things new. You know, the, the Greek Titles, the genealogy, which is the scriptures right before the text that Jeremiah read for us, and the text that Jeremiah read, they're both titled the Genesis. Uh, this means that Matthew is pointing to a new beginning, that he is implying that Jesus is the new Adam or a second. Adam. It is Jesus that comes to bring things back into order and make everything right. And when, G when Joseph awakes, he's filled with peace and he changes his mind no matter what the what ifs say. We need to be open to changing our plans to make room for the Christ child.
to be open to changing our plans, we need to be able to find a third way. And that, that's different than we normally think in our culture, right? We think of terms of two things. We are a Democrat or a Republican. We like Mac versus PC. We like Alabama or Auburn. And when we view a situation or a problem, we tend to look for two solutions or two categories. We have a choice between A and B. When we do this, though, we limit ourselves to other possibilities. How many times have you been faced with a problem and you've, you're trying to choose between two different things, but the one that's actually the best solution seems to come out of nowhere, a third way. This is kind of what's going on for Joseph. Our text tells us in verse 19, Joseph, being a righteous man, un unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. One of the things that I find curious about this scripture is that the text calls Joseph righteous even before he decides to take Mary as his wife. However, God had a third way for Joseph. You see, in the Jewish community, you could, he could have made a big public thing out of Mary becoming pregnant outside of the bonds of marriage. And so he had those two choices, but God had something else in mind. In verse 20, it says, But Jesus, when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It's a third way. And seemingly makes no sense. By taking Mary as his wife, he was setting himself up to have his name disgraced within his community, which could mean that he loses everything. Because in a shame-honor culture, they're not going to do business with somebody who is disgraced. Now, one of the cool things in verse 24, listen to this. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what the angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary. In spite of everything, when Joseph was presented with new information, he changed his plans. Now, you know, when we're faced with two decisions or two possibilities in our lives, more often than not, both sides are right and both sides are wrong. If Joseph would have chose to disgrace Mary publicly in order to save his own name, he would have been unable 
to take Mary as his wife and follow the third way that God wanted him to go. Now, a third way is not a compromise. A third way is a better way, a way that allows God to let us move, or allows us, I'm sorry, to let us move in what God is already doing in this world. I want us to take a look at just two things that we can start doing right now today to help us be able to change our plans and allow God to move. First, finding this third way starts with humility. Lay down your ego. Pride is always looking for a self-serving solution. Uh, Ulterior motives are at play. The focus has to be on solving the problem for the good of everyone. Today, uh, Molly and Randy, they lit the candle of peace. Now, peace that God gives us is different than the peace we think of in the world. The peace that God gives uh, doesn't take names. The peace that God gives is a shalom. It's a peace that is meant for everyone. In contrast to the world where peace is the absence of conflict. And then we put people into boxes and places and force them to not be into conflict. God doesn't do that. God's peace looks for the solutions that's best for everyone. It's a third way. Another thing that we can do to look for a third way is to just sleep on it. Uh, When when debating on a solution, the intensity of that moment can sway your thinking. Don't feel like you have to discover the answers all at once. Give yourself time to digest possibilities. The third way may not be the most obvious way. Now, this is a good rule of thumb for anything, right? Uh, when you want to fire off that post to let people know how dumb they are and how smart you are, maybe you ought to sleep on it first. Give yourself time to digest things and to change your mind. I'm not saying that an angel is going to come and tell you in your sleep exactly what you should do, but I can tell you that finding time to rest and set aside things can help you discover what God wants you to do. Uh, I'd like to invite our worship band to come back up. Uh, This time of year is the perfect reminder that our lives do not resemble Hallmark Christmas cards. Like Mary and Joseph, We're part of relationships that are complicated and sometimes just plain messy. When our dreams of a big, harmonious family 
goes up in flames, it's natural for us to wonder what went wrong. It is into the darkness that the light of Christ shines. Into the fear, the angel says, do not be afraid. God has another way, a savior. Here's your Advent challenge for the week. Uh, What are the what ifs that keep you from experiencing God? Is it like Marley? What if my son won't talk to me anymore? What if he does? Your Advent challenge, begin to think, what are the what ifs? What are the things in my life, the plans that I have that I need to change to make room for Christ? Let's pray together. God, we come to you confessing that we don't always love you the way that we should. Oh God, we don't always take care of the people around us who are in need. Many times we fail to be the church you want us to be. Oh God, free us, forgive us. Let us live in peace and hope that we can be your people in this place, shining light in the darkness. In Jesus' name, amen.